Hey there, this is Clay with ModernLove.Life where we help you get the great loving relationship that you're looking for without having to play mind games, without having to play hard to get, and without having to pretend to be someone or something that you're not because I believe that you deserve to be loved for the person that you are. And if you agree with me, do me a favor by giving this video a thumbs up. It helps support the channel and by subscribing if you're not already subscribed. Also, you might want to consider signing up for our free newsletter over at modern over at relationshipinnergame.com where we can send you some strategies and tips and things of that nature to help you through your breakup and towards getting back together with your ex or towards moving on from your ex if that's what you want to do as well too. Also, you might want to consider signing up for one of our courses as well too, such as the X Solution program. You can find out more about that over at modernlove.life/esp. Okay. So today we're going to be talking about no contact when you have a child together. And this is something that uh, is inspired by a comment that somebody left on a YouTube video um, the other day. They were like, well, I've got a kid. How do I do no contact? And first of all and foremost, I want to address this whole superstition of no contact. And I know that in the internet, especially on YouTube, um, there's a very widely held belief that you must do no contact no matter what. Whenever anything bad happens, do no contact. Whenever you have a disagreement with your ex, do no contact. And I don't really agree that no contact is something that you should always do. I think that it's really dangerous to try to approach things with that sort of mindset that um, you, know, you should just turn your brain off and just do no contact all the time. Um, without thinking about it, without thinking about the consequences of it, and so on and so forth. I think that there are absolutely times and places when no contact makes sense, but I think there's also a time and place where no contact is not necessarily the right thing for, for every sort of situation. So how do you know if no contact is the right thing for you to do? And the answer is you have to look at whether you and your ex are coming closer together or coming further together, further apart from one another um, when you're in contact with one another. If being in contact is causing the two of you to come closer together, then that's fine. You know, you're doing something right and you don't need to mess it up by cutting contact. No contact can be a very dangerous thing because it sends a clear message to your ex that if they are um, considering getting back together with you, if they're considering patching things up with you, it can send a message of, hey, when the going gets tough, I give up, I go away, I disappear. And that's not really a very strong relationship indicator message to be sending to somebody who might be in, on the verge of considering being in a relationship with you. Um, on the other hand, no contact can make sense if interacting with one another is hurting the emotional connection and actually pulling the two of you further apart. So if that's the case, then clearly something's not working and it's best to take a step back and to limit your contact with your ex to avoid doing any further damage until you can figure out what's not working and take necessary action to correct that so that you can actually start to have interactions that feel good and actually bring the two of you closer together. So that's my little rant on uh, no contact about how you want to stay present in your situation. You want to stay present in your dynamic that you have with your ex and don't just turn your brain off and do no contact because somebody on the internet told you that you should always do no contact, but do no contact if it makes sense. Do no contact if it's actually going to keep you from doing further damage to the connection with your ex and give you the opportunity to step back and say, okay, should I uh, do something in order to help us actually have interactions that feel good and bring us closer together again? But 
if you do have children with your ex, it can create an additional complication. So first of all, if you do have children together with your ex and no contact seems like it might be a good idea for your situation, it probably doesn't make sense logistically, pragmatically, for you to do no contact. After all, if you have a child together and you have you know, shared custody or you need to work together to arrange things like pickups and drop-offs and take the kid to school and all of that stuff, it doesn't make sense for you to just no contact with your ex, right? Otherwise, things are gonna be really awkward, things are gonna just not work and it's really gonna deteriorate uh, the connection between you and your ex, um, if not result in legal ramifications as well too. So it just doesn't make sense to do no contact if you and your ex have a child together. Um, and that's absolutely understandable. Now, with that being said, um, know that if you and your ex are having interactions that don't feel good and aren't bringing the two of you closer together, no contact is probably the easy way to take a step back look at what isn't working and correct whatever is necessary, okay? Because when you're not in contact with your ex, um, you have a lot more freedom and you also have much lower stakes situations to look at how you're bringing yourself to interactions and to look at how you're interacting with other people. And for example, noticing that like, oh, hey, whenever I talk to somebody, I'm not actually listening to them. I'm actually waiting and asking myself, what's the best way for me to respond once they finish talking? And you can work through these sorts of issues in low-stakes situations if you're in no contact with your ex. But if you are in contact with your ex, um, you may have to work through some of these issues in perceived higher-stakes situations. I mean, obviously, there's no difference between a high-stakes and a low-stakes situation. It's all in your mind. It, not, no situation is intrinsically high-stakes or low-stakes. It's all just uh, a manufacture of our own thought process and how we perceive it. But uh, still, you know, being in contact with your ex is often perceived by a lot of people as being a high-stakes situation. And so if you are trying to work through some of these things and you're in contact with your ex, just know that you're going to be doing it on hard mode as opposed to easy mode. You know, like how they used to have uh, these older video games and when you first started up, you get to choose between playing it in easy mode or playing it in hard mode. This would be like playing it in hard mode if you're trying to work on how you're bringing yourself to interactions as you are still in contact with your ex. So um, if you do have children, you're probably not gonna be able to do a full, strict no contact, if that makes sense. You're gonna have to do what we would call limited contact or active limited contact. Um, and that means that you would obviously stay in contact with your ex to negotiate and handle things related to the, to the kid uh, or children, plural. Um, but but you would also not directly engage in trying to um, you know, impress them, make small talk, things of that nature. You're just there to get business done and then take a step back. So that might be something that you might want to consider doing if you need to take a step back from being in contact with your ex and you do have kids together. Um, it can also help to frame this with your ex as letting them know, hey, I'm still working through some issues regarding our breakup and um, I'll still absolutely talk to you regarding our child. Uh, we can totally work things out, but I need to work through some of these issues. So if I'm not as talkative, if I'm not as chatty with you, if I'm not making small talk and jokes and all that, if I'm just kind of like down to business, that's why it is. I'm working through my stuff. 
uh, please don't take it personally. I'll get back in contact with you once I've worked through my issues and I'm ready to do so. That's a, that's a great way to frame it. Um, but through all of this, I think it's also important to, to reiterate the big picture here. And that is that you and your ex are raising a child. And whenever there's a breakup, whether it's a divorce or a separation or just a breakup or whatever it might be, and there's kids involved, there is a very big possibility that things can get really bad. <laughs> um, uh, you know, you're, you're a parent and you're trying to raise a child to, you know, be the best person they possibly can be. And if you screw this up, you run a very real risk of leaving a poor impression with your child about their parents, about you, about their own self-esteem. I mean, children can often take things very poorly um, when you talk poorly about one of their parents or when you talk poorly about um, the relationship or the struggles that you're having with one another or things of that nature. It doesn't mean that you should avoid them, totally be transparent about it, but but you know, don't, don't use your child as some sort of mechanism to communicate with your ex. Don't don't voice your frustrations with with your child about their other parent. Don't blame them. Don't use them as some sort of pawn in some sort of weird mind game that you're playing with their parents or anything like that. That's not fair to the child. That's going to mess them up and it's probably not going to get you what you want anyway. Um, you know, my parents are divorced. I went through the whole divorce thing when I was a four-year-old child. And, um, you know, I, I, I totally love both my mother and father, and I totally understand why they did what they did. But there are still, you know, things that happened as the result of that divorce that left an impact on me. And, you know, again, not trying to make any of them look like a bad person. I totally understand why they did what they did, and it totally makes sense from an adult's perspective. But as a child, it may not have been the best possible impression for me to be left with. And that's okay. I can totally understand that. But you want to, you want to think about these things when you're, when you're interacting with your ex and as you're trying to navigate the process of, of having a child together. Because having a child is an important thing. It's a responsibility. It's a, it's a big responsibility and it's something that you really don't want to mess up. You know, I work with a lot of people and, you know, many of them say that they have mother issues or father issues or mother and father issues. And, you know, when I found out that I was going to become a father, it was kind of terrifying. It's like, well, you know, wow, what if, what if my daughter ends up having issues because of things that I did? What if it's just totally innocent things that I did that she interprets in some sort of way that causes her to have some sort of complex or, or issues or something like that? And that, that kind of got me kind of feeling scared and intimidated. Um, and so you really want to do the best that you can do as a parent. And you really want to set an example for your child as what it means to be somebody of integrity, as what it means to be somebody who's honest, as, as in terms of what it means to be somebody who's forthright and transparent and has good communication. Somebody who's willing to overlook the small things and stay focused on the big picture. Somebody who's willing to nurture the relationship that you, that you, that they have with with the child and and all of that, and and to look past small, insignificant little things. These are the important things, and you really don't want to get caught 
up in the, you know, he said, she said, the bitterness, the contempt, the resentment, and all of that. That's really easy to happen between two people during a breakup. And so you really want to be careful about that. But anyway, I hope this gives you a bit of a sense about at least what I would recommend when it comes to no contact when you have kids together. And I hope that if you're watching this, I mean, I'm guessing you probably have kids with your ex if you're searching around for no contact with, uh, with kids. Um, I hope that you... I hope that you do the best that you can do to set a great example for your kids because ultimately you have to keep the big picture in mind here and you have to do what you can do to be the best parent that you can be. Of course we're all imperfect, of course we're all going to make mistakes, but try to do your best. If not for yourself, then at least for your kids. Anyway, I hope you've enjoyed this video. If you like what we're doing here, please give this video a thumbs up. It really helps to support the channel and feel free to subscribe to this channel if you're not already. Also, consider signing up for our newsletter. It's totally free. It's over at relationshipinnergame.com. It'll help give you some strategies and tips for helping you get back together with your ex. Or consider signing up for one of our courses, such as the Ex Solution Program. You can find out more about that over at modernlove.life ESP. Links to all of those are down in the description below. So with that being said, let's see what folks are talking about in the chat section. I saw that we had a super chat come through, so I'm going to go ahead and start with that one. First of all, thank you so much for the super chat. I really appreciate it. Um, my ex told me that she wants to go to the movies every other week on Monday, even with her on a dating app. How does this help my chances with getting her back? Well, I mean, obviously spending time together and obviously interacting with your ex is going to give you more of an exposure and more of the ability to build stronger connections and strong interactions between the two of you. And the more that emotional foundation comes into place through positive interactions, um, the more comfortable she's going to feel trusting you, opening up to you, committing to you, and being in a relationship with you again. Keep in mind, relationships happen because of an emotional commitment and an emotional connection that happens between two people. The stronger that emotional connection is, the more likely it is for a relationship to organically come out of that emotional connection. Oftentimes people will get things backwards and they'll try to focus on getting the commitment or trying to you know stop a divorce or trying to get their ex off of a dating app or something like that. And that's not really the best approach because it's kind of putting the cart before the horse. What you want to do is you want to really nurture that emotional connection. And once that emotional connection becomes strong enough, that's when your ex is going to naturally and organically want to be in a relationship with you again. Naturally and organically want to stop the divorce and start to talk things out with you. Or naturally and organically want to delete the dating app off of their phone. Remember, it all comes back to the emotional connection. And the stronger that emotional connection can be, the more things are just going to start to snap into place. So, um, you know, I, I, maybe not so much recently, but in the past I used to say very frequently, the most important thing for you to focus on is the quality of the emotional connection that you're having. And it, it's true. It, it literally is the most important thing. It's the most important factor for you to focus on. Um, it's more important than whether or not they're on a dating app. It's more important than whether or not uh, their phone buzzed with a new text message while you were together and maybe it's somebody that they're dating, maybe it's not somebody that they're dating, I don't know. It's more important than whether or not they're in a rebound relationship. It's more important than whether or not they're long distance or not. It's more important than, than so many other factors because if you can just focus on the emotional connection and make that as strong as possible, everything else will just 
snap right into place because if they like you, if they want to spend time with you, if they want to be with you, if they want to commit to you, they will go out of their way themselves to take care of all of the other things that you might be worrying about. They will go out of their way themselves to delete the dating app from their phone. They will go out of their way themselves to end the relationship, the rebound relationship for you so that they can be with you and you don't have to do that for them, okay? So if you can literally just build the highest quality emotional connection between you and your ex, that is going to allow them to uh, take care of things for you and it's literally the most important thing for you to be focusing on. So I hope that answers your question and again, thank you so much for the super chat. Uh, what else are folks talking about? Uh, me and my ex have a child together. She is two and I am on day 32 of no contact. Because of a couple months ago, it seemed like we were getting back together, being intimate and doing family stuff. Then out of the blue, he has a new girlfriend. He kept denying it and they are all over Facebook saying how much they are in love with each other. And only after two weeks, what should I do? Again, um, you know, I think that, that first and foremost, it's really important that you and your ex are straightforward and honest with one another. Um, you know, again, your kid is watching. Your kid is absorbing what it means to, you know, I, I don't know if your child is a man or a woman, but, you know, <clears throat> if your child is a, is a boy, then he's going to be absor absorbing what it means to be a man by watching uh, the dad. And, and he's going to be looking at the mom and saying like, okay, this is what, uh, this is what I should be looking for in, in a woman or vice versa. You know, if, if the child is a girl, then she's going to be looking at mom and saying like, oh, okay, this is what I should be like as a woman. This is, this is the role model that I should have, or this is the kind of man that I should go out of my way to try and be in a relationship with uh, when I'm older. And you know, if you don't want your child dating somebody like you, then it's time to clean up your act. If you don't want your child modeling your behavior, then it's time to clean up your act. So I think that both you and your ex can agree that they probably want your child to have a great future for themselves. And so I think it's really important that the two of you agree that, hey, we need to be straight with one another, we need to be honest with one another, even though it may not be comfortable to talk about things like the fact that maybe I have a new girlfriend or whatever it might be. Uh, it's really important that we get on the same page and we put all of these weird things that are going on aside for the sake of our child. Uh, that doesn't mean that we necessarily need to get back together. That doesn't mean that we necessarily have to love one another or get along cordially, but we at least need to be open and honest and straightforward and not playing mind games with one another because that is a poor environment for a child to grow up in. So um, I hope that your ex would understand that. I hope that your ex would agree to something like that. And I hope that your ex can be open and honest and straightforward with you about the fact that maybe he is actually seeing somebody. Not that you need to press him about it, not that you need to go out of your way to actively destroy the relationship or anything like that, because like I mentioned earlier, the most important thing for you to focus on is the quality of the connection between you and your ex. If you and your ex have a high quality of emotional connection between one another, it doesn't matter if he's dating somebody else because he will want to end that relationship in order to be with you. So anyway, don't worry about the rebound. Just focus on the quality of the connection between you and your ex. And that is the most important thing. If nothing else, it's going to be good for, for your child as well too. What else are folks talking about? Mark says hello, hello there. Uh, is, is that Mark? 
I think I, I, I really need to get new contacts, guys. Okay, uh, my ex and I are meeting up and it has been a few weeks since I saw them last, hoping it goes well. He basically just said that I mean something to him. Well, that's pretty good. I mean, if he says that he that you mean something to him, I don't, I don't know what that meant, but it sounds like that you're having a significant impact on him and that he values the connection with you. And so that is really a good indicator that, hey, something you're doing is working. You're building a positive interaction between the two of you and it's causing the two of you to start to come together again as a couple. And you know, potentially that could result in getting back together. That could result in a new relationship with one another. That could result in who knows what. But again, you wanna nurture that emotional connection first and foremost. That is the most important thing, more so than, than any other uh, external thing that people often find an excuse to focus on. My ex keeps breaking up with me when she gets scared that her mom will find out. And uh, she said that she did not want to be my friend. What do I do? Um, so it sounds like the main issue here is that your ex's mother is not approving of you. I'd start by asking you, if there's a reason why that's happening, if, if it's something that you need to do to clean up between you and your ex's mother, then maybe that's something that you need to, to have a talk with her about to clean that up. But it sounds like your ex is kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place. They wanna be together with you, but they also want to have a reasonable relationship with their mother. And so um, they, they, they wanna spend time with you, but in order to make the mother happy, they end things with you and they're trying to distance themselves from you because they don't think they can have it both ways. So if you can demonstrate to them that they actually can have it both ways by you know, putting in some effort to try to have a good relationship with uh, your ex's mother or by understanding why your ex's mother doesn't like you and then maybe doing something to demonstrate that you're not that kind of person, that could be a really good way to go about doing things and moving forward in your situation. So hope that helps you out. Um, hi, Clay, just here for support. We appreciate you. Well, thank you so much for tuning in. I, I appreciate uh, you tuning in and watching this video. Um, Mike and I are talking before two years. He is in a serious relationship with another girl, but he found an excuse to see me in private and we are still in contact. I'm afraid I will get hurt again. I don't know if I should be patient or just give up on him. Um, yeah, I mean, it sounds like you're in contact with him and it sounds like um, he's probably quite confused as to whether or not he should end things with this other person or be in contact with you. Obviously, he enjoys being in contact with you. Otherwise, he wouldn't be in contact with you. Obviously, his new relationship is not that great. Otherwise, he wouldn't be in contact with you as well. People who are in great relationships, who are satisfied in those relationships, typically don't talk to their exes and typically don't talk to other people uh, that they might be attracted to. So just something to keep in mind there. Um, and what you wanna do, like I said, is nurture that emotional connection. His relationship with this other woman will take care of itself if the two of you have a strong enough emotional connection. If you keep that emotional connection strong and nurtured, and you keep building up these positive interactions between the two of you, eventually things will take care of themselves and he will want to spend enough time with you to the point where he'll just 
miraculously take care of these things for you and you don't have to worry about the other partner. Okay, I saw a super chat come through, so let's address that. Can you, can your next video be on your ex's emotional connection? Um, like break down what an emotional connection is and how it changes from bad to good and maintaining it. Okay, yeah, I mean, I can just talk about that right now. So an emotional connection, and I don't know, maybe I'll talk about it in a future video because this one, you know, it's going to be ranking for, you know, it's going to show up for different search results. But um, anyway, an emotional connection, it just says like, okay, where's your ex emotionally? Where are you emotionally? And what is the distance between the two of you? Is there a disconnect? Are the two of you on different pages? Do the two of you want different things? If there is a disconnect and if the two of you do want different things, then there's a, there's a, there's a lack of an emotional connection. And if the two of you can actually start to come to an understanding, start to have more openness and honesty and transparency and empathy and connection and awareness and all of these things, then that gap starts to get narrower and narrower. And the closer the two of you can be towards being in great connection with one another, where both of you understand one another and both of you are connecting with one another, that is the ideal place to be in where a, a relationship will naturally and organically arise. Now, typically people have a lot of issues with emotional connection because, let's just be honest, they, they follow some other relationship advice or dating advice that maybe they're seeing on the internet that tells them that, you know, oh, men are all the same, they all want this way, or women are all like that, they, they all are going to use you and throw you away or something like that. And sure, there are probably some awful men and awful women out there, but if those are the only women that you seem to be interacting with, there's probably something that you're doing to attract low quality men or women into your life. Generally speaking, most men and women are reasonably decent people that are just trying to go through life and get the most happiness that they can get. They just want to be in a great relationship themselves with somebody that they can trust, somebody who supports them, somebody that they love. And that's really the case, okay? If you find yourself having to play mind games with somebody, then chances are that is somebody that's probably not a good contender for you to be in a relationship with. That's probably somebody who wants different things in life, and that's probably someone that there's a great deal of emotional distance between the two of you. And knowing the right mind game, knowing the right magic text message, knowing the right magic words isn't going to help you to collapse that distance and bring the two of you closer together. It's just going to help you get to the next step, the next step further down the road that you probably don't want to be on, okay? Because if you have to be somebody else other than who you are in order to be loved and in a relationship with a person, that's probably not the right person for you to be in a relationship with. Um, on the other hand, if you can be more transparent, more honest, and more forthright and bring more of yourself to interactions, and that person actually appreciates you, loves you for it, and wants more of you, and is willing to go deeper with you, then that's probably a sign that that is a person that's better suited towards being in a relationship with you. And so um, having a strong emotional connection is really about being transparent and vulnerable and forthright yourself, really putting yourself out there so that if somebody is the right person for you, they can gravitate towards you and come towards that. If somebody's the wrong person, they will disqualify themselves uh, by demonstrating it through their own character and through their behavior. But um, generally speaking, the more transparent, the more vulnerable, the more empathic, the more tuned into reality you can be, 
the stronger the emotional connection that there will be between you and your ex. That's really what an emotional connection is and it's really the foundation for bringing you and your ex or you and anyone else closer together is having a strong degree of rapport, a strong degree of connection, a strong degree of uh, bonding between the two of you. That's really what it is. And there's nothing, you know, magical about it. It's not necessarily going on these, you know, great romantic dates with laughing and flirting and all of that. Sure, it can look like that, but really having a strong emotional connection is really mostly about being honest, being true about what's going on, being willing to talk about things that might be uncomfortable, but are things that need to be talked about nonetheless rather than ignoring it, rather than dancing around the subject, rather than pretending to be happy when really you're not, rather than pretending to be indifferent when really you care a lot, rather than pretending to be something or someone other than who you are. Um, having a strong emotional connection is really about removing the barriers that, that you put up, the, the assumptions and the presumptions that you have that say, hey, it's not okay for me to be me in a relationship because a real man is this, because a real woman is this, because I heard somewhere on the internet that men need this from women, or that women need this from men, or whatever it might be, or we all want what we can't have, or whoever cares the least controls the relationship. The more of these things that you can uninstall from your brain, the more you're gonna be able to bring the most authentic self to a relationship, and the stronger that emotional connection is going to be, because there's gonna be less BS blocking the two of you from actually connecting with one another. And anyway, that's really what I mean when I say to focus on the emotional connection. It's just about getting real. It's about saying the things that need to be said without, um, without buying into stories and fairy tales and things that we often tell ourselves that just aren't true. So anyway, I hope that makes sense and I hope that helps you understand what emotional connection is. I'll probably make another video on this in the future, but anyway, I hope that helps you out. Anyway, guys, I'm going to go ahead and wrap up this video here. If you like what we're doing, please support this channel by giving this video a thumbs up and by subscribing if you're not already. You might also want to think about subscribing to our free newsletter over at relationshipintergame.com. Or if it makes sense, think about signing up for one of our courses, such as the X Solution Program, over at modernlove.life ESP. You can find links for all of those things down below. Anyway, take care, and I'll talk to you guys tomorrow.